This is Forum. I'm John Michaels, Public Affairs Radio Director. Since 1977, going to be talking to American Legion Post-15 Commander Dale A. Hale, uh, Ph.D. We were talking, uh, he did uh, a lot of uh, nutrition for animals, from livestock to pets, whichever, on that sense. But uh, as a commander now for the American Legion, how long have you been doing that? Since May. Well, since May is, is uh, a few months, in a sense, but you've been a member for the American Legion for how long? I've been a member of the American Legion for about 40 years. But that goes back to the Vietnam era, and a lot of people, young people, uh, you know, they hear Vietnam era, Vietnam War, but they don't realize what it was like back then. Can you give us a little bit of a picture of what being in the military in, in the early 70s, late 60s was like? I was active duty Navy from early 69 through late 73, and I was a hospital corpsman in the Navy, and I, I spent a year with the Marines, went on further to scrub surgery for my last three years of active duty, and I was on hospital ship repos after I'd come back from Vietnam. You know, I spent all my time in Southern California, so I was never over in the war zone, but I sure helped put a lot of the guys back together when they come home. You saw the results. I saw the end results, yes. And I think you mentioned when we were talking earlier, you didn't want to wear your uniform outside the base. We did not wear uniforms in Southern California during the late 60s and early 70s. You you were pretty much guaranteed to get spit on. That changed, I think, with the uh, Gulf War veteran. That yes. kind of brought back the respect, I think, and people changed uh, their ideas. 9-11 brought brought a lot of changes to this country, but one of the big changes was the respect for the military and, and what the military folks have done, the sacrifices that they've made. Remembering the POW MIA, I think we still see the flag at some federal buildings in Sioux Falls. Again, a lot of the young people don't have a clue what we're talking about. Um, you know, we've had a lot of famous uh, elected officials that were, you know, prisoners of war and that type of thing. Again, to understand what they went through, uh, not just Vietnam, but the Korean and World War II. Uh, now, they've got a ceremony coming up on September 15th. That is, we are working with uh, the veterans or the Vietnam Veterans of America on that program. And just to give you some numbers real quick from the Defense uh, POW MIA accounting agency that I checked on this morning, there are still 81,409 missing in action. Uh, 79,000 of those were from World War II, and that included 41,000 lost at sea. From Korea, uh, there's still 7,492 people missing. From Vietnam, there's still 1,578 missing. From the Gulf War, there's still five missing. From the Cold War, there's still 126 military folks missing. And there's actually still one in Africa that's missing. So there's, again, there's over seven, or over 81,000 that are still missing in action. The uh, uh, Defense Agency uh, figures that they will recover, or they can recover, about 200 remains per year. So this is a long-term project. DNA enabled that before that. Uh, before that, there was no way. Yeah. You may be able to get dental records, but most of them were incomplete uh, recovery of remains, and, and they were not able to identify very many of them. Many of the records were lost in that big fire. They had. In St. Louis in 1972, there were... Uh, some half a million records lost, so it's it was difficult to track some of these down anyway. Well, this is an annual, the third Friday of September every year, 
the Vietnam Veterans of America Chapter 959, and the American Legion Post 15. Uh, tell us where it's going to be. It's going to be at the Veterans Parkway, or I'm sorry, Veterans Memorial Park at uh, 1021 West Bailey here in Sioux Falls. And if the weather's uh, not uh, is prohibitive, it'll be at the Alliance, I guess. Yes, correct. Yeah. Uh, in the armory next to the Alliance, I guess, is what we have to kind of tell people. Actually, it will be in the Alliance. Okay, good. Well, there's seven POW MIAs from Vietnam. Can you read the names? Uh, I don't have those with me. Okay. Well, uh, maybe I can pass that to you. You know how to pronounce them probably better than I do. Okay. The seven POW MIAs from Vietnam, uh, from South Dakota, are Tommy Leon Callis. Donald Dean Aldern, Alan Dwayne Christensen, Stanley John Fring, Charles Lane Jr., Walter A. Renault, or Renault rather, and David Pacor Soyland. I've mentioned before, uh, Dale, the uh, city has many more streets being built than they have names for. They've been through all of the different trees, the different plants, the different names the different presidents or whichever and to uh, name them after um, Vietnam, you know POWMIAs or those uh, with the heart verbal heart families yes the, I think Star. that would be ideal to go back even back to World War II and, and use those names from World War II Korea uh, Vietnam and, and the Gulf well, any of those from South Dakota I think was, is an appropriate or any town, of them. any town that's listening. Uh, 34 are still unaccounted from the Korean War, 312 still from World War II. I, I doubt we'll, we'll be able to recover those, but uh, not to forget. And the other thing is to remember uh, anyone who has done service uh, for any of those wars is uh, not to be forgotten. And, and we do that also by remembering the Gold Star families, mm-hmm. those, those that have lost uh, sons and daughters, um, or family members in combat. If we were to name a street with their name, that family would say, well, they do appreciate, they do remember. Yes. And for the young person, maybe in high school today, if they're thinking of joining the military, they'll say, yes, they do remember. Most soldiers, that's really all they ask. That's really what they ask is, you know, we we went and we did our our duty. We did what we were asked to do. uh, But please remember us and what we have done. The cemetery, uh, well, that, that's the 15th, or the PFW, the 13th of September, we want to talk about the uh, South Dakota State Veterans Cemetery painting by painter John Green. is going to be on display at the cemetery office. First of all, the Eastern South Dakota State Veterans Cemetery, you know, everybody, I think, remembers the uh, the Black Hills one, but uh, uh, it's only been a couple years now that we have one in, on the eastern part of the state. That's correct. It's been about two years ago. The Two years in June, I believe, is when it opened. And, well, there's still plenty of room. There's plenty of room, mm-hmm. yes. There, I think the last number I heard was, was 365, 370 burials out there so far. There already. Uh, that's, that's a lot of uh, firing for the uh, groups that go out and shoot yes. the rifles in there. <laughs> in fact, we, uh, we had a uh, honor guard service this morning for a fallen veteran. And thanks, uh, you know, let me thank them because that's, you know— uh, that is not the easiest thing not, to do, I guarantee no. it. Well, the painting, tell us about that. The painting was made by John Green. It is the entrance to the South Dakota State Veterans Cemetery here in Sioux Falls. Uh, 
and it was donated to the state American Legion and the Post 15 here in Sioux Falls uh, at an auction bid on that and, and won that bid. And uh, we have donated that. I, I shouldn't say donated. We are putting it on permanent loan at the state cemetery in the office out there. Now, you're selling prints of the uh, cemetery painting, and the proceeds go, go to the active military, the families, educating youth and support and all that. Uh, the prints are available now? Prints are still available. We still have uh, quite a few prints available. There are $100 a piece. Uh, you can call us at the uh, Legion office if you would like to purchase one. And I'm sure on, on uh, the Internet they can go and take a look. Yes, at you can look at our Facebook page, or you can just uh, do an Internet search for uh, Sioux Falls American Legion Post 15. Now, the uh, paintings, there's quite a few that are still being, you know, made in, in, in you know, World War II, that type of thing. Um, a lot of people, again, I, I don't know if they remember uh, City Commissioner Gary Hansen or... Um, Gary's dad uh, was one of the B-24 Mitchell bombers, I think, that uh, ended up in China, and his story, that type of thing. Uh, there's so many stories that, uh, again, a lot of the veterans don't talk about it, but uh, it, it's slipping through our fingers. It is. Uh, there's a whole library there that just kind of disappears. Yes, there's a, a wealth of information that, that we hope we can maintain. I think there's a state program that uh, I think actually it's a national program to get these conversations recorded so we have that as a part of our history well we have the 250th anniversary of the country coming up in a couple years and i think that's part of that program too is to have them sit down and and talk about it in their own words and get that recorded and videotaped yes uh, in that sense so there's the alliance tell us about that the alliance is uh it's actually a C3 corporation that was developed uh, primarily to uh, provide a place for the veterans groups. And the intent was to have all of the, the veterans groups in one location. And um, that has actually been working reasonably well for us. It, it takes the Legion and the VFW out of the bar and the grill business, and it lets us focus on uh, what we do best when, in in support of veterans. It's a beautiful building. Uh, again, it was the pawn shop. I guess the, people, the old pawn know, shop, yeah. the old armory, and, and the, actually they have also purchased the old AAA building. And the intent when they raise enough money is to turn that into a military museum. Well, and you have the armory uh, attached to it. There. Uh, it has all of the video equipment that the pawn shop has, so you have a lot of entertainment going on. There. Yes, there are. Uh, a, they bring in a lot of the uh, uh, nationally known singers. Uh, Trace Atkin is, is one that was there, here recently, uh, so they bring a lot of those in. Uh, they bring in, um, well, they have a lot of, of military retirement ceremonies there. They have a lot of community meetings there. They just finished uh, a three-day meeting with the Veterans Administration and the uh, county service officers. So there's a lot of activities that are going on at the, at the Alliance. Speaking with Dale Hill, American Legion Post 15 commander, the uh, political aspects, you know, come and go, but uh, the uh, current administration, is, is, it, is there any problems with, like, the veterans funding and that type of thing? We have to continually push 
uh, Congress to provide adequate funding for the uh, Veterans Administration. And one of the, the big challenges that we have is that the, the younger veterans actually spent more time in combat under fire uh, in Afghanistan and Iraq than we did in uh, World War II or Korea or Vietnam. So their medical needs, especially the mental health side of it, I think is much greater than what my generation has needed. The uh, IEDs, the bombs, the concussions they get from that. Uh, the brain injuries, that is that is a particular problem that uh, we really are pushing from the Legion side. Actually, I think most of the veteran service organizations are pushing for uh, expanded mental health in that area. Well, we just built a new mental health building at the VA, yes. a real nice building there. And there uh, it's one of the better VAs, the Royal C. Johnson, one of the better ones in the country. Uh, uh, one of the senator's aides I know back a few years uh, said that he always comes back. He was from Wagner. He always comes back to Sioux Falls for the uh, the VA uh, aspect because it's better than what's in Washington D.C. Yes, and and I've heard that from from many sources. Well, the American Legion in that alliance. There's also the uh, BFW, the DAV. Uh, what, there's quite a few there. Well, the DAV actually has maintained their own building. That's right. Yeah. yeah but the and and we're actually located in the Armory Building the, for the Legion and the uh, the VFW. Well, it's right next to it. You it can't, yeah, yeah, we're we're right next next door to the Alliance, maybe mm-hmm. twenty feet away. Yeah. <laughs> but it's all it's all part. Uh, you can go out there for lunch. Uh, yes. Pretty much any day. Yes, they and, have lunch every day. Uh, it is a well. If you want to go to the bar, it's upstairs. And in the evenings, they serve the food from upstairs. So if you go out in the evening, uh, go up to the second floor rather than the first floor. Lunch is on the, the first floor during the, the week. Well, you might uh, rub elbows with some of the uh, the pilots from the National Guard from the air base up there, too. They come over every once in a while for, for lunch, yes. Uh, again, it's the camaraderie. Uh, the aspect of being in action, um, it's hard for us to put into words or to explain but for someone else that's been there, they don't have to say a word. Unless you've been in the military and in those situations, you really don't understand what people have gone through. So, yes, I very much agree that that two veterans can sit side by side and never say a word and be very happy. But, it, but, you, but you put a, a civilian and a, a, a veteran together, and sometimes there's just not much to say. They don't. It's, they're on different wavelengths. They won't talk about it. No, it's better if they could, but a lot of them take it to the grave. But it's you know, there's as a as a veteran and some of the things that I've seen and done. Uh, there's things that I can talk about. There's things that I can't talk about, and there's things that I won't talk about. But yet, it's in your brain, it's in your head, and it's in your nightmares. It is. That is post-traumatic stress. I think the Vietnam era kind of defined that. Uh, World War II was pulling you up by your bootstraps, and that yeah, doesn't it work. It was just shell shock, pull it up and bear it, yep. you know, grin and bear it. Yep. But it, it's, and that's not, that's not the way it is today. Unfortunately, uh, there is help available for those that, that need it in this area. One out of three homeless in South Dakota is a veteran. Yes. Um, the tiny homes is something that uh, veterans, I think, uh, started, and that's starting to take hold, isn't it? Yes, it, it, that's a national program, and I'm, I'm glad to see it's here in, in Sioux Falls. I, uh, 
the as I the last numbers that I've seen is there's either five or seven homes that are going to be available to finish or to move into within the next week or two. And the Legion Auxiliary is uh, providing the funding for a lot of the furniture and the appliances to furnish those tiny homes. How big are they? They are about 600 square feet. Which in Japan would be a good apartment. Would be a good size apartment. But here it is small. It's basically one room uh, with a bathroom. But yet they can survive. Yes. It It is very comfortable for one person. It if you have two people, it would be a little bit crowded, but it, it could be done. But it's also part of a community. Yes. I, as, I, as best I know, there's going to be about 17 or 18 homes in that project when it's completed. In other words, your neighbor is someone that understands. You'll be a, you'll be a neighbor to another veteran. And that, uh, that can be, mean all the difference sometimes. Uh, there is a program in Colorado I'll just bring up for people that are listening as a, a, a good idea in that they'll build tiny homes and rent them for like $25 a month. They uh, gain some satisfaction and self-esteem because $25 a month, they can, even a panhandler can afford that. Um, Or, you know, after I think a certain amount of four or five years, then they will sell it to them. And that gives them, uh, I think, $1,000. It's all subsidized. But that gives them credit it gives them uh, like i say a start a financial record to go by exactly yeah and they can go from there in other words it's 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 a step up now i think do we still have the step up program in september for for people well, it's called the stand down stand down yeah. yes and that comes up the 23rd of september and that's uh i believe from 8 till eleven thirty or 8 till 12 uh it, what that does is there's a lot of community organizations and the, the Legion and the Auxiliary, the VFW, uh, we're all going together and providing clothing and gloves and coats. And I think the VFW is, is providing a, a meal, a breakfast meal for them, uh, for those needy veterans to, to make sure that they have the need, their needs met to get them through the winter. I know in the past uh, they've had haircuts. Yes. Um, I don't know whether we'll have somebody with haircuts there, but I do know that uh, on November 10th and 11th, the Great Clips will provide haircuts for veterans at no cost. Uh, and if you can't do it at that time, they'll give you a coupon to come back when you can. Even if it's once a year. Even if it's once a year, yes. Yeah. Uh, veterans today, though, like we say, are a bit different uh, than the greatest generation as uh some people say from World War II, uh, like you say, they've had you know some four or five terms, you know, uh, in 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 the Afghanistan and Iraq, and and again the uh, aspect of just being around bombs going off, the concussions and brain aspect that we're just learning now uh, has affected them. The American Legion, the DAV, the uh, uh, that's a disabled veterancy, uh, VFW. Um, what can they do to? get these new veterans to uh, join. In a sense, the young people are saying, well, I can do it myself. That's the famous last words, isn't it? That's famous last words because in most cases, you really need some professional help. And we provide uh, pathways to get that help. While you're on that topic, I'd like to bring up the PACT Act. Yes. And the PACT Act is basically, well, another name for it was the Burn Pit Act. And it's uh, 
specifically intended to provide medical assistance through the Veterans Administration for those that were exposed to toxic fumes uh, through the burn pits, through the oil fields in Kuwait, uh, those type, the IEDs and the smoke and everything else that went Agent along Orange. with it. Agent Orange. Uh, and that, that's an expansion of the Agent Orange from Vietnam, but it's mm-hmm. specifically aimed at the uh, Iraq and Afghanistan, Kuwait veterans, the Gulf veterans. And I would strongly urge every younger veteran that has been in that theater of operation to register with the VA. That can enable you for disability. Disability and, and just get in and get registered and get the, the medical. It, it, it may not be something that you need today, but get in the medical system so that you have that VA medical assistance available when you do need it. Percentage, uh, even 1% can give you a lot of help out at the VA. Yes. Uh, talking to Dale Hill. American Legion Post Commander, uh, the uh, Sioux Falls, I think South Dakota uh, probably has more Navy veterans than anything else. I think it's because we don't want to, we, we know what it's like to be in the mud. <laughs> so uh, uh, I think uh, people, when they, when they joined, I think the, the Navy was the choice, I think, even back in Vietnam. We see a. It, it's surprising how many uh, Navy veterans we have here, and I'm you know both of us are, mm-hmm. are Navy vets, but but it it probably does go back to the to the fact that you know we've been in the mud, we've been in the cold, and and uh, we want to hopefully have a warm bed to sleep in at night and and uh, warm meals, and we don't always get that even in the Navy and see the world and see the world, right? <laughs> yeah, that, that's the old topic. Well, I went Navy because I didn't want to go infantry, but I ended up with the Marines anyway. Mm-hmm. So we can join the Marines or the Navy and still be uh, a pilot too. That's right, Joe Foss. Yes, uh, again, yeah, a lot of our young people wonder what that statue is out in the airport, but he was an ace, uh, number one ace, I think, uh, in World War II, and uh, of course from South Dakota. Yeah, the, the other program I want to mention before we run out of time is that Post 15 uh, does do flag etiquette and flag folding for, you know, teach the young people how to do that. So if your school wants, uh, especially, the, you know, the elementary schools, if they want us to come in and present that program, we are willing to do that. Now, coming up, there's uh, two. There's, there's Veterans Day and there's uh, Pearl Harbor Day. Yes. Uh, not too far apart. Not too far apart. And what's the eleven 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 mean? The eleventh day of the eleventh year, on the eleventh hour for the end of World War One. Again, to remember. To remember. And there's still people uh, in the group forty and eight, I believe, isn't there? Yes, not that, many. Not but too there's, many. But there's still some. Yes. That it's, was. It's what? not very active. It's forty and eight goes back to World War One, where it was. Uh, Forty men and eight horses on a, in a, in a <laughs> I guess you would call it a mule train because that's that's basically what it was, mm-hmm. and that's how many they could fit in a rail car. Like I say, there's uh, a lot of things to remember. Now, it's not just the veteran, but it's his brother, sisters, family, uh, all of them that are all kind of, of them. Yeah, that uh, again. Now, the Legion is what was it? You said the third Tuesday. Well, the, the first Tuesday of the month is our business meeting mm-hmm. at the uh, Armory Building, and the third Tuesday of each month is our social dinner. It's it's for uh, Legion members, spouses, family, uh, 
just the only thing we ask is to let us know about a week ahead so we have enough meals because we do have that catered in. Well, you can uh, go to the pancake feed and, and meet the, the uh, Legion people there. The feed that we do is the first Sunday of every month at the Alliance. And uh, this last Sunday, even on a, a three-day weekend, we still had about 450 people come through. Well, that's a good place to come out and chat with people and ask questions and, yes. and uh, bring your young veteran yes. with you. Uh, it's all-you-can-eat pancakes, right? All-you-can-eat pancakes, sausage, and eggs. And then it's uh, $8 for adults and $2 for youngsters. Well, that's that's a, a good thing to bring your family to. Now, the hours are what pretty much in the morning, right? Yeah, it goes basically about, well, we, we say 8.30 to, to 12, but we, we usually open up by about 8.15. So on your way to church uh, would be a, a good way to do that. Well, we can always tell when church is out because we get a, a good crowd coming through about that time. Now, one thing, I used to do a lot of dances around about every Legion Hall in the three-state area back in the disco days. And I always wondered, why did they have steps at a Legion Hall? <laughs> That's a good question. I think most of it had to do with the original building uh, that, that uh, dances and, and the... Those in wheelchairs was was not a priority back at that time, uh, so that's why I think a lot of them have stairs, and you know some of them go up, you know, a flight of stairs up to get to the meeting room, and a flight of stairs down to get to the bar, or or vice versa. And, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, some of the old buildings did not have um, elevators for wheelchair access or disabled access, which they do today. But uh, yeah, it's. Everybody it's made it. Buildings. Everybody made it, though, no matter if they were in disability or not. Uh, one person said that uh, it had stature. You know, it was it was kind of more monumental, I guess. Well, probably so. And and even then, I the ones that I've been to, uh, you will see fellow veterans carrying the disabled veterans up and mm-hmm. down the stairs, and no questions asked. No, no problem. Now they used to have a Civil War statue back in the old days. They had one in in uh, Lions Park, I think, here for a while. Uh, there was a big controversy when it disappeared. But uh, uh, Civil War uh, veterans were a large part of the Legion back in the old days. Yes. Well, the Legion started in 1919. In, actually, it started in France mm-hmm. and at the end of World War II. And, yeah, there were some of the uh, uh, Civil War veterans, a few of them, but, but not many. But, but mainly at that time it was the World War I veterans. We go to uh, some of the cemeteries in Sioux Falls, and you'll see World War II cemetery uh, uh, tombstones. Uh, yeah, we do, the, we do about 3,000 flags at Woodlawn mm-hmm. and Memorial Day. And, yeah, we'll, we'll come across. Uh, there is a section in the cemetery with the old uh, going back to the Civil War, the War of 1812, some of those time frames back when this was a territory rather than a state. Now, how many flags do you put out in Memorial Day? We put out, uh, it's somewhere between 3,000 and 3,200. Now, other holidays, I see people putting up flags along Minnesota Avenue, whichever is that the Legion to? That is the Singing Legionnaires, yes. Mm-hmm. Now, tell us about the Singing Legionnaires. That is a male group, uh, male singers, that uh, they, it's, it's actually the post-15 singing legionnaires. It's the last one in the country as far as we can, can determine. Uh, it used to be that, that uh, most legion posts would have a drum and bugle cord that had the singing legionnaires. Uh, but I don't know of any 
uh, German Bugle Corps anymore, and I think that we are the last uh, singing Legionnaires. Well, the Marine Corps Band is coming to Sioux Falls. Yes. And I don't have the dates in front of me, but uh, you can just, you know, Google that up and, and find that. It's free tickets. you got to go to their, their website to get the free ticket. But uh, the Marine Corps Band is a pretty big deal. So, If you have an opportunity to get the tickets and go, absolutely do it. It is a fantastic event. The uh, military today, are you concerned about it? Yes. That uh, answers the whole question right there. Well, for those who want to join... Uh, they can talk to any veteran anytime, right? That's correct. And we, we can refer you to the recruiters, but uh, we can tell you the stories. Um, you know, uh, a lot of the stories, that, a lot of times, that, especially when you go to schools, you get asked, well, did you kill somebody? And that's not the question you want to ask a veteran. And I, when I, that happens to me, I tell them, I was on the other side of that. I was a corpsman. I helped mm-hmm. people survive, not, not to uh, destroy them. Uh, a lot of people say everybody should go through boot camp. It'd be good for them. It would be good for them. <laughs> okay. Well, the American Legion Force 15, Dale Hill, commander, the Alliance, the Armory right next to it, uh, Russell Avenue. Correct. Used to be the pawn deal that Chuck had out there. Uh, out by the uh, arena mm-hmm. uh, is, is the location. And you can go in during any they got a rifle range, too. So That's right. It's, uh, it's a good place to go out and just uh, have fun. We want to thank you, Dale, for being with us on foreign. Well, thank you for having me.